I haven't done the welcome in a while, so bear with me. I'm a little nervous because if I mess up, I know Hilda is going to get after me. So let's do this right from the beginning. You guys ready? Good morning and welcome to Grace. Let's try it again. I mean, it's been a while and I want to hear it really, really loud. So let's try it one more time. Good morning and welcome to Grace. There you go. Very nice. If anyone is new with us here at Grace Bible Church or watching on TV for the first time, we'd like to say welcome. Would you give me, uh, help me give them a round of applause just saying thank you for coming and making uh, Grace Bible Church uh, this morning part of your Sunday morning. If you're new with us, we ask you to take out your phones and on your phones, you're going to type in 94000 and then in the text message, you're going to put GBC Connect. It's just a way of knowing that you are connecting with us and it's a way for us to connect with you, to pray over you, anything that you need, any questions you may have, this is a way to do so. Just two quick announcements. This Friday, this Friday, we're going to have the night of worship. So yeah, 7 o'clock. Come and have your worship on and then after our worship, we're going to be outside hanging out and just fellowship. So that's what we're all about here at Grace Bible Church. It's fellowship, worship, and just being community together. And the other announcement that we have for today is right after this uh, service upstairs in room 24, we're going to have our meet and greet. If you guys have been attending Grace, uh, relatively new here at Grace Bible Church, we encourage you to go upstairs, get to know why we do the things here at Grace Bible Church, get to know your staff, your pastors here at Grace as well. Today we are wrapping up our series that we've called Momentum. You know, after a couple of years of slowing down, we wanted to just share biblically what it means to get back into the groove of things when it comes to being his church. In the very first week, we looked at why the church, the big picture, why it's so important for us to come together, to hold each other accountable, to move forward in the direction of Christ. And then we saw the importance of disciple making, the great commission. We're all called to make disciples, be disciples who make disciples. And then we looked at giving, how we need to be generous to further his kingdom, to be good stewards of what God has given us. And then last week, we looked at the importance of serving. Every single one of us here as a church body has gifts and talents that God has given us to serve within the community. And today we're going to look at outreach. Why it's so important for us to be a church that goes out into the community, be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Solomon says in Proverbs 3.27, he says this, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Church, there's so many people, not only within the church, but outside the church that need our help. And I do believe with the gift that God has given us, we all have that power to act. So today we're going to do service a little different. We're going to hear from six ministries that we are supporting as Grace Bible Church. But I believe that we need to do just a little more. We need to be a church that goes out, like I said, and be the hands and feet. So what I want us to do is just listen to these speakers. And the Holy Spirit moves in your heart to get involved. To get the momentum going. So, without any further ado, I'm going to bring up our first uh, speaker. 
Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Chris Benavides, and I work for the Office of the Governor, uh, particularly on the child sex trafficking team. And I'm here to tell you that we do have a problem in this city and in this state of Texas, and that is the commercial sexual exploitation of children. Um, we're seeing that throughout every community, and that's something that Laredo suffers as well from. And so I bring that up because I want to let you know that there are things that you can do uh, for these children. The spectrum of service is essentially very uh, wide. It's very big. If you're thinking, what can I do for a child that has been commercially sexually exploited, a child that has been essentially sold uh, into the, what we call modern-day slavery, there are many things you can do. It can be something very simple as partnering up with a local ministry by providing a gift card. Or it can be becoming a mentor. Or it can be becoming a foster parent. So behind me you see what it said was grace. And so the governor has uh, this initiative called uh, Governor's Response Against Child Exploitation. And through Governor's Response Against Child Exploitation, there has been an initiative, which is the Network of Nurture. And through that Network of Nurture, nurture there are possibilities for ministries to get involved and assist the Department of Family Protective Services, the foster care system, to do something about the current crisis that we're seeing. Uh, there's going to be other ministries that are going to be speaking today, and a lot of those ministries can be plugged into the governor's response against child exploitation. I go back and I think back to 2012 uh, when I was working for the Department of Family Protective Services, and I think back to Eddie. And Eddie wasn't a pastor at the time, but I came to Eddie with a problem. And that problem was I was working at drug court, and we had a, a lot of addicts. We had drug addicts. And I knew that exercise was so important for the healing process. So I said, Eddie, you're into exercise. You, you like physical fitness training. And so Eddie stepped up, and he provided his, what he was really, really good at, which was physical fitness training. Eventually, he hosted a camp also for foster children. It takes one person to make a difference in the lives of many. And so um, if you want more information on how you can get plugged in uh, we'll be outside after the service, and I, can, I would love to give you more information about the work that we're doing at the governor's office and help you connect uh, with uh, the entity that you need to get connected with. I want to start by just saying hallelujah, I've been set free. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm with um, Our Forever Hope uh, Ministry that is not my ministry, but the church's ministry, the Lord's ministry. Thank you so much for having me here. We also um, work very closely with Child Protective Services. Um, there are many departments within the system, but we are working with CWAP, with our Hope Embedded, and with um, bags. These bags are for the children that are in the system or under the supervision of normally sometimes they get removed from the home, they do not have a bag, they need to place items in the bag. These items that we are receiving are brand new items, personal hygiene, um, toiletries, you know, stuff like that, a gift, a Bible, our bed ministry as well. Um, we will be doing another bed assembly 
at a local church. We we'll invite you all out. You can see me at the table outside. But this bed ministry is for the children also. We also ask for donations for that as well, brand new bedding. Anything that you can think of, it's unending the amount of things that we can do for the children in the system. CWAP is a, a department in there as well where these children are not placed. And so they are staying in our local hotels. Meals for the children, for the caseworkers, it's very important that we provide for them just to show them that we are concerned, that we love them. They are members of our community. We want to just share the love and the compassion of Christ with them. And so there's so many ways that you can help fostering, uh, respite care, many different things. Please, if you want any more information, just see me afterwards. Also, uh, Uplift, Upbring Agency will be at the table with me, Ms. Fabiola. She can give you information as well. Thank you. Hello, my name is Thad Maddox, and this is my wife, Anita. And we live just across the border in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. Our ministry is Gift of Dignity. And over in Nuevo Laredo, we support an orphanage called Casa Hogar Alin. Um, Anita's going to tell you a little bit about the orphanage, um, our mission there, and opportunities for getting involved. Thank you. Good morning. Um, so Casa Hogar Alin is an orphanage, as he said, in Nuevo Laredo, uh, started in 1986 and uh, is still running strong. It is one of the few um, Christian private orphanages, so it receives no funding from the government, 100% donation related. So, um, so it uh, um, is different in that perspective. Uh, we have about 55 kids right now, uh, ranging from age two to 22. And when we first visited the orphanage back in 2009, we fell in love immediately, and, uh, and over the eight years of visiting very regularly, we noticed that um, a lot of the kids, more than, than you would care to know, um, were being pulled into either drug abuse, the cartel, prostitution, early pregnancies, and this is in a, from a Christian orphanage. Um, so they were just, the draw from the outside is, um, is extreme. And uh, we knew that education and vocational skills was going to be a very key component to helping them um, have a future. Uh, but when we spoke to them about future, like what do you dream about for your future, there was no, um, they couldn't have that conversation. Future was tomorrow. There was no future beyond that. And so there was not only the the need to provide this ongoing education, there was also this, um, this need to help them dream. And uh, while we tried to do that um, on a, a monthly basis, we realized pretty soon that it was really, with children like this, you need to walk with them daily. Uh, and so, um, so as we left, uh, we, we knew we would be coming back to Kasogar when we retired, um, but that was like years away. And so, um, I was speaking with a friend and just said, I wish that, uh, that I would get laid off from my job of 18 years and get a lovely package and I could just go, you know, and be there because it was hard to watch um, the kids being lost. Two weeks later, I got laid off with a nine-month package <laughs> and I said, I think God is saying go. And so Thad left his position, we sold everything and we moved to the orphanage. And so we moved in 2017 and... Uh, 
and it's been amazing since then. Uh, we built a, uh, an education center on, sta on site, um, and thank goodness for that because with COVID last year, we ended up actually um, doing the education and homeschooling for 42 children. Um, none of us are teachers, <laughs> so that was God, 100%. Every time I got kind of like wiggly about it and like, oh my gosh, I can't, no, I can't do this. God reminded me graciously, you're not. I am. Just keep walking. And, uh, and we did. And thankfully, we're doing it again this year. Unfortunately, in Tamaulipas, it is, uh, they're still doing homeschooling. Uh, but we did get two real teachers this year. So please pray for us. But we're super excited about that as well. Um, there are two locations at uh, Casogar. There's the main orphanage where the, the majority of the children are, and then there's a second one where the older boys go. Uh, that's where Thad and I have a small apartment, and we live there. Um, we also have a small, uh, we were doing gardening and some chickens and a tilapia farm. And, uh, but uh, I'm sure you guys felt it too. There was a winter storm that hit us um, a little while back. Uh, we had five days with no water and no electricity, and that wiped out that whole part of, the, of what we were doing. Um, we'll restart that at some point in time. But for now, we're just focusing on education and the vocational skills. And um, this is not something we ever intended to do alone. Um, we, we need to have people walking alongside with us, and, um, and it is, uh, it's awesome to have this opportunity to speak to you about what you can do to be a part of this. There's lots of things that we can do. Um, whether it is um, the normal things you would hear about, donations, so donations of clothing and, um, and school supplies, uh, food, uh, non-perishable foods, things like that, those are awesome. Um, money, $5 a month goes a long way in Mexico. And uh, not only is it, does it go a long way, but it allows them, when they have the money in their hand, they can use it as needed in the moment that it's needed, as opposed to waiting for supplies to come or something like that. So those are wonderful ways to get involved. Um, another way is, um, is to actually come on site. Uh, we're about 25 minutes inside the border, and, um, and to be there to help with, um, with reading, math, English lessons, things that will actually help them through life, those are really important things for them. They change the trajectory of a child's life when they see people are willing to come alongside them and actually spend time. Um, a lot of times when people come, they, they'll ask, Anita, why are these people here? Why do they come? And it's because we get to speak about God's love and that this is, this is what he asks us to do, to, do um, to be a part of the solution. And so, um, so we're, we're, we're very gracious for that. Um, First Thessalonians 2.8 says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted not to share not only God's gospel with you, but also our lives. And whether that is like we're doing on a daily basis or whether it's a monthly thing where you're coming and visiting with us or you're just participating in donations, all of that is living out God's desire for us to be hands and feet um, for him. And so we're very grateful that we have the opportunity to talk to you about that. And we hope that we get to see you join us on the adventure. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is uh, Mike Smith, and I am the uh, director at Holding Institute. 
I'm also a, uh, a pastor with the United Methodist Church. So uh, allow me to kind of set the stage for you. I know some of you have probably driven by holding, know where it's at uh, on the map. We're in downtown Laredo. Uh, we've been there for quite a long time. Uh, how long have we been in Laredo? I was asked that, get that question asked to me. Well, uh, does anybody know where the state of Kansas is at? It's kind of a square state somewhere in the middle. It's uh, almost a thousand miles away from us. So what is the connection between Kansas and Laredo? So in the middle of the Civil War, not, not the Captain America movie, but the actual the U.S. Civil War, about 1861 or so, uh, there was a group of ladies that gathered together in their home and after prayerful consideration, months and months of praying what they could do to help the country, they came up with the idea of sending a team of missionaries from Kansas to the border in Laredo. We are a direct product of those women kneeling and sitting in prayer for nights and nights and nights and nights and nights, wondering what they could do to help the community. They sent a team of missionaries down to Laredo and they decided one of the best things they could do was to build a school that began as a seminary and then build a school for children of color who were not allowed into the regular public school setting at the time. Those are the roots of our mission. So Holding Institute is, a, is named after a person, it's not a holding cell. And uh, we've been around, thanks to those ladies, since uh, 1860. And uh, we do lots of things. Uh, we have a full community center where we do job training, job placement. Uh, we serve, on average, uh, today at our peak, over a thousand meals a day, a thousand hot meals a day, uh, thousands of showers a week, uh, food, clothing, hygiene, to anybody who walks through the door, okay? Uh, we normally serve the local community. We have uh, close to 1,200 families, households that come to our facility every week that depend on us for food. People that have lost their jobs, people that just wanna talk to somebody, want counseling. So I think we're a very well-rounded center, but what I like to go back to is that we are a product of someone else's desire to help, much like you here today scratching your heads or wondering, well, what can I do? Kansas is too far away. Nothing is as far as a prayer, right? You can reach anywhere if you decide to do that. So I just wanted to share that with you to know that, that we've been around for a long time, but we're a direct result of someone else kneeling down and saying a prayer for us, and we're still here. We're still here, and we're doing quite well, and I'd like to thank you guys. If you have any interest in supporting any of, of the missions in the community, there's a lot. Pray about it. Pray about it and turn it over to God. I'm sure he will grant you the wisdom to decide how best to do it. But the opportunities to serve are there. And don't ever think, reach into your pockets, well, I got nothing. We have hope and we have the ability to support others through prayer. Thank you. Good morning. Hi, I'm Sandy Nava with the Laredo Life Pregnancy Center. How y'all doing? I haven't been up in a group of, in front of a group of people in a long time, so it's a little nerve-wracking, okay? So bear with me. But I'm here today to talk to you about the Laredo Life Pregnancy Center and what we do. 
we are a pregnancy resource center. A lot of people, I uh, hope you know about us, but we've been here since 2006. But I want to share with you, because listening to everybody so far, we're all connected. We're all connected. We're ministries that are connected. And so here I want to start with this. In Psalms 139, 13, and 14, for you formed me, inward, my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This verse is so important because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord is knitting us together in the womb. From the very beginning, he's making us. And because that thumbprint of the Lord is there, sadly, we are under attack from the minute we're conceived. Because the enemy doesn't want anything that is good to make it. Anything that is God's is under attack. And so from the very beginning, life is under attack. And that's why the Laredo Life Pregnancy Center is so important. There are so many centers all over Texas and all over the United States but you have one right here in Laredo, Texas, y'all. And you have several ministries that are right here in Laredo that need your support. Why? Because we are here to help. We are doing, we are the arms and legs and feet and all of, we're the, we are the extension of the church. And so by having your support, we're able to go out and do this. And we are so grateful because I want to tell you something. Your church supports Laredo Life Pregnancy Ministry for a long time already. From the get-go, they were there. And you continue to be part of that. So you have been part of saving lots of lives. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And, I mean, I, I just wanted to share this with you because Laredo Life Pregnancy Center, do you know what we do here in Laredo? We don't just save the life of a baby. We also help that mama that maybe she had an abortion or that father that was part of that and maybe didn't have a choice in it either so we're here to help those moms those women heal we're here to protect that child because when a woman goes and is thinking of having an abortion she's not thinking at that moment she's scared so I wanted to share with you before I go I have 56 seconds <laughs> um, we get emails like this all the time, and this one is just tearing me apart because this young lady or woman uh, left her email and put it incorrectly. So I have not been able to get in contact with her. But this is how the email started. In the subject, it's called, it says abortion. Her message is, I am pregnant. Can you all help me with an abortion? I can't keep it at all. I need help. I won't afford it, nor do I want to do adoption. I want to end this for good, please. I'm scared. And I just continue to cry because she's scared and I can't get in touch with her. So thank you all for being here and for listening to us. Thank you, Pastor Eddie and everybody who put this together, Pastor Tim, um, because it's hard for us to come up here and uh, get out of our comfort zone <laughs> from our texting and our emails. But to actually let you see a face of what we do. So if you have any questions, we're gonna have a table outside, anything, anytime, give me a call. Thank you.
Well, good morning. My name is Steve Denhartog. I'm with Bridge Ministries. I'm not sure how to follow up after Sandy's, but good job, Sandy. Um, Bridge Ministries is a, first and foremost, a resource center for the local community. Our objective in starting uh, uh, Bridge Ministries 10 years ago was to be able to provide resources that point people to Jesus Christ, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so in doing that, we provide Bibles, Christian books, other resources for people to grow in their Christian faith uh, personally, but then also to be able to disciple other people and to share that. And so we really focus on um, not only the local community and the surrounding communities, but also providing resources for pastors and missionaries across the border as well. And then a few years ago, we were able to start a coffee shop with the ministry, which has really been an opportunity to open up more to the local community, to provide a, a safe place for people to come in, to ask questions, to have Bible studies, to just get their questions answered in an environment that's not threatening. And so why get involved? Bridge Ministries, again, it's a community organization. We're a nonprofit, 501c3, and we benefit the local community and the pastors and the missionaries and Christians across the border who, who need these resources to do their work, to do what God has called them to do. How to get involved? Well, there are several different ways. Lord willing, we're gonna be moving into a new facility sometime later on this year in a few months. And uh, as we have uh, those supplies um, dropped off at the ministry, we're going to need help moving them into the building so that uh, people can put up the walls and do the plumbing and all that sort of thing. We're going to need help moving all of the books and the shelving and everything once we get the finish off done. And so that is gonna be a huge job and we will post information about those work dates as they become available. And then also fundraising. We do have the new building and of course we took out a, uh, a loan to be able to pay for that. We would like to be able to finish off the, the uh, building without having to raise more funds or without having to get another loan if we can avoid it. And so we really need help along those lines. And if you go to our website, bridgemanlaredo.org, you can find information about that. We do have um, coming up on September 18, a bake sale. And so there's a couple of ways that you can be involved in that. You can donate baked goods, but then also come in and purchase baked goods as well. So that's gonna be September 18. There's gonna be information outside about that. And then I also just wanted to mention that we do have a conference coming up. This is our first all Spanish conference coming up um, this fall, November 6. It's gonna be at Tammy U again. And we've got Suhail Michelin coming from the Dominican Republic. And uh, so we're super excited about that. There's gonna be information about that outside as well. You can register online. And uh, so if you have any other questions, please feel free to come and talk with me. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for all that you do and coming up here and speaking to us. Um, really appreciate it. I know, as I'm sitting here listening to these ministries, there's so many other ministries that we can get involved. It might be a little overwhelming. 
And I remember I heard someone say this, do for one what you'd like to do for everyone. So let's start with somebody. But before that, I think we need to start with prayer. You look at the life of Jesus, he spent hours, nights praying, praying. Look at the life of Jesus. He was always on the go. One mission, to share the gospel, to heal physically, but more important, to heal spiritually. So that us, putting our trust in his sacrifice, could have eternity with the Father. We want to be a church that steps out of this building to make a difference, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Imagine what it'd look like if each single person in here watching on TV would say, I'll move, I'll serve, five minutes, five dollars, whatever God puts in your heart. Imagine the impact we'd make in this community. Imagine the people we'd reach with the love of Jesus Christ. I love what the author of Hebrews says. He says this, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. Why? For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. It's a sacrifice. I know. I know it's hard. I know we're too busy. Jesus sacrificed it all. Couldn't we just sacrifice a little bit? Let's pray. Father, we do give you thanks and praise. All the honor and all the glory belongs to you, Father. Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to pay for a debt that we could never pay for. To accomplish something we could never accomplish, and that is to be in your presence. But through your son, Jesus Christ, we can boldly come as we are coming now. And Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit moves in us. That we serve. That we give. That, be, that we be your hands and feet, Lord. Get us going, Father. Whatever it takes. Whatever we can do. Begin with me. Let me be a leader that shows and leads by example. Father, it's for our good and your glory. I thank you for these men and women that they're giving of their hearts, of their gifts to serve the community. But they can't do it alone. And that's why we're here, the body, to come alongside and serve. Your son came not to be served, but to serve, Father. That Grace Bible Church be that. We love you. We praise you. And we say all these things in your son's name. Amen. God bless you, church. Love you guys.